from Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss. When you're self-employed, you wake up every morning unemployed. And if you don't get a deal done that day, you go to bed unemployed. Today on episode eight of Going Solo, I'm speaking with loan originator Peter Smith. We discuss the sense of loss Peter felt after his 30-year career as a banker ended. Listen as Peter describes how he developed the mindset and strategies that helped him launch a brand new path that became quite successful. You can find out more about Peter and all of our episodes at smashingtheplateau.com slash going solo. Are you building your business after a job loss? Let's talk. Visit our site at smashingtheplateau.com. Click schedule time with David to speak with me. Now, before we jump into this incredibly important topic with Peter, I have to talk about our marketing team at CastSource. As you know, we want to improve the lives of as many people as possible that deal with a late career job loss. CastSource knows how to build connections with our audience through amazing content marketing. It's reassuring to work with the team that gets us. Everything the CastSource team produces is top-notch and does exactly what we need. We highly recommend the CastSource team and their content marketing services to you as you develop your marketing strategy. They'll help you with the creative and the execution of the creative. Learn more by visiting kazcm.com. That's K-A-Z-C-M.com. Now let's welcome Peter Smith. Peter has been a mortgage loan originator since 2006. He's the business manager at Americana Mortgage, which where he's been since 2008. Peter has 30 years of experience in commercial banking in finance and technology. He's a member of NYAMB, treasurer of Hastings House Tenants Corporation, treasurer of RSC Westchester, and former president of Rivertown's Soccer Club. Peter, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. Pleased to be on the show. Peter, you have a long history of professional experience. Uh, clearly, you're active in a voluntary way in different aspects of your communities. How did your career transition from employment to entrepreneurship? Oh, it was it was a process. It wasn't my intention at the beginning to actually transition the career. You know, at first when uh, I'd been employed 30 years in banking and when uh I finally was let go from my last position. I just expected it would be easier to find something somewhere else. I was uh, naive in that. It was uh, only after, you know, a number of interviews that ended up uh, with no results, I decided to think in a different direction. I was also encouraged from some of the networking groups that I was working with to um, to reevaluate myself and to uh, reposition myself to do other things based on the skills that I had acquired. So I started to contact friends of mine that had uh, started their own business, as well as friends who had been in a similar position as me. And two of them particularly, they were looking for our help. And that's where um, I said, well, this is a, some place for me to begin with. One was uh, an insurance person who uh, was doing uh getting insurance for companies who were getting commercial mortgages and and the bank is looking to um, securitize a group of mortgages. So they had this guy make sure that they have the proper insurance for securitization purposes. He was looking for a worker. So I signed on with him and that gave me a steady salary. 
At the same time, I realized that I really didn't have a marketable skill, something that I could use all the time to um, find something and something became available. So another friend of mine who owned the mortgage broker, he said he's always looking for loan originators. And so I said to him, what do I have to do? You know, so he sent me to a real estate training center where I got the basics and how to do it. And then I did the, uh, had the market myself. And then I did what, uh, what really I would recommend to anybody, contact every single person you know and let them know I'm in a new business and, hey, I can help you get a mortgage. And that's how I got my first couple of mortgages. So I was doing the two things at one time and it was really like a whole new career change for me. But it, it gave me the, uh, I guess, the, the knowledge that I could actually employ myself if, uh, and, and did not have to depend on a company to, uh, for, to sustain my life. After a couple of years, actually after a year and a half, the securitization market and the whole mortgage market went kaboom. And anyhow, I, I ended up losing the job with the insurance person because he ended up losing a, a large portion of his business. And then I went full time into loan origination. But at that same time, uh, Americana lost their business manager. And that really was my background. That's what I excel at. That is what my skill set was for. So I went in there and I was able to actually take the place of two people because I could also work. Uh, there was a person who was in charge of marketing and compliance, as well as a person who was the, uh, the office manager. So I was able to take on both roles. So it worked out pretty good. It saved him money and it gave me a steady employment, a steady paycheck, which on top of my loan origination actually turned out to be quite profitable for me. So that was sort of like how the transition process worked. And I think but you talked at the beginning, it was a two-year process. So it wasn't something that happened overnight. Started in 2006. That's when I lost my uh, job. And it was really 2008 before I got into this full role at Americana Mortgage. And Peter, if you look back to day one that you weren't walking in the, the door to the office of your last job, how did it feel? Well, <laughs> something new for me. It felt, you know, it, there was a, there's a definite sense of loss. It's almost like, you know, losing a losing a parent, losing a, losing a friend, you, you basically, this is what your life was for umpteen years, for 30 years, this was your life. Now, all of a sudden, you have to go out on your own. The company that I worked for did have an outplacement center. And one thing that I, that I did is I said, like, right away, I have to start right away. I was there the, the very first day signing up with them. And, they, and I, they helped at least send me in certain directions. That was the, um, the benefit of that. They gave me a phone number and, a, uh, and an answering service so that I could actually put that I was still employed and I had a phone number so that employers wanted to contact me. They'd call that number and somebody would answer it, say Mr. Smith's office. Right. So you still had a, um, a sense of a corporate identity, even though you weren't employed by the bank. Exactly. Yeah. And the sense of identity is really important as you're going through this kind of transition. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Peter, what is it that outplacement firms don't do for somebody, particularly who is pursuing something entrepreneurial as the next step? Well, that's the thing that they really don't do. They, they, they don't, an outplacement service doesn't really provide you with, uh, with leads, which is the thing you're, you're looking for mostly, but they do provide you with direction. 
So they'll let you know about networking groups that are in your area for people who have lost their job. People are in a similar situation as you. They're good for putting you in touch with those. They're good for providing you with a, a base to work out of. They're not very good at helping you find your next job. I don't think the people that work that out, they're not skilled, so they don't they can't help you with resumes. They don't help you with um, interviewing skills. They don't put job postings, so they don't get job postings to uh, for you to look through. They'll tell you where websites are that you can look for and you can sign up with in order to find job postings. But really, they're just they're there to give you a base more than they are to actually help you find your next position. Right. So, so you've mentioned that it took you, it was like a two-year process till you really felt like you were back on your feet? After two years, yes. Yeah. So how challenging is it to kind of work at this day in and day out, particularly after 30 years with a paycheck? How challenging is it to go through this process of building something brand new where you're responsible for your own success? If you keep focused on what you're doing, it's challenging only in that you haven't done it in the past. But what you do is you keep building on your successes. Like uh, the, the president of Americana Mortgage, he told me, he said, you're treasurer of a co-op. He said, that's where your first lead is going to come from. He said, let everybody there know that you're a mortgage broker. So I did. I put a letter under everybody's door saying, you know, I've been your treasurer for X number of years. I'm now available to help you if you're looking for more. I got two leads, right? Right off the bat on that, and I decided, you know, build on my, build on my success. It's it's definitely a challenge because you've never done it before. But the more success you have at it, the easier it becomes to do. I think, you know, blind calls that was never my thing. You know, people gave me a list here. Here's a list of people who uh, we've worked with in the past. Why don't you give them all a call? See if they're looking for a uh, refinance. That. That would have been that was too much of a challenge for me. I did not like doing blind calls, but actually contacting people that I knew and starting with that as my base, that became a level of comfort that I could build on. And those people, even those who didn't need it themselves, I said, Hey, I know Pete Smith. I have a friend who's looking for a mortgage. Why don't I recommend it? Recommend them to him. And so that's how really my internal network started to build. A challenge came, I think it was more challenging. In the beginning, uh, getting frustrated with jobs that I knew I was qualified for, trying to stay in the, the line of work that I was in, uh, that was a real challenge because these are jobs I was qualified. I thought the interviews were going well, but they were coming up empty. That can get very depressing if you let that be your controlling force. But uh, all at the same time, I was you know, trying to build something new. And as I got better at it, then you know, I just decided, well, I'll quit the uh, looking for something in the corporate world. And I'll just focus on this because now I have a skill, the mortgage origination skill. It's a skill that I can transfer to other places. If, I, if this thing falls apart to me, well, I have a skill that I can market. I can market that to banks. I'm a loan originator. I can market that to other mortgage brokers. I can do that to mortgage banks. So that became, I always focused on the positive more than on the negative. Yeah, do you have any, techniques that help you keep a positive mindset every single day? Uh, deep, deep breathing. I don't know. It's a, a, a technique to keep it positive. Um, it was actually something somebody said to me one day. When you're self-employed, you wake up 
every morning unemployed. And if you don't get a deal done that day, you go to bed unemployed. Said if you get a deal done that day, then you're employed that day, but you still wake up the next day unemployed. That is really the focus. Just wake up in the morning. And and that was what it is. I I want to get to work as quickly as possible. I didn't want to just put off. I didn't want to say, well, first I'm going to, uh, I'll eat my breakfast. I'll watch TV for a while. Then I'll, then I'll go and see, um, see if I got any leads from my uh, job website. That, That wasn't really, my focus was get up in the morning, have breakfast, start working. Yeah. Now you've, you've talked a lot about how relationships have really helped you in this process. What techniques have you found to be really helpful in either working with relationships that already exist, but maybe you're working with them in a slightly different way and also building new relationships at the same time? Well, as far as relationships with people that I had, telephone calls, far more personal. I, I found that the personal approach worked a lot better. I didn't send out letters, but letters were still a little common when I first became employed, but I didn't, I didn't contact them by email. I didn't contact them with letters. I called people that I knew with telephone, let them know what my situation was, uh, what I was available. Some people, I, I, I was fortunate enough to work with some very successful people over the years. So I would call them and say, hey, if you have anything, I'm more than willing to talk to you about it, but I would like to be able to use you as a reference. And almost always, so I'd be happy to give you a reference. So I always, I had a good referral, referral network. And they would also, like if somebody, I had one person, he was a, um, now was president of a bank, so I don't want to mention names. But I told them, if you know of anybody who's uh, looking for somebody, and, and that's what he did. He was basically at one of his, uh, executive meetings and somebody said, you know, I'm looking for uh, somebody who's an assistant controller. And he said, well, this guy, Pete Smith, used to work for me. He might be interested in talking to him. Gave him my number. The guy contacted me. I interviewed for the job. Or thought it was, again, I thought it was a good interview, but somebody else got the, got the position. But, um, you know, I, I found that when I called people, I got much better results. And so that was really how I built on that. As far as relationships, starting new relationships, that was where outplacement helped me by connecting me to different networking groups that I would join. I would just call and I would join the networking group as long as it was something that was focused on finding work. Some of these networking groups can get pretty depressing because everybody's unemployed and they're all going through the same thing and having a hard time. But um, I built contacts through that. And kept focusing on what my strengths were. And so I would get referrals from, from those people. And I would give referrals too. I think what's very important in networking and what really helps you is you have to be able to give referrals to people because that's what helps you get more. When you get the reputation of somebody, hey, this guy will refer you if, uh, if the opportunity arises, then you know, you'll find that you get more referrals uh, from those people as well. Peter, are there any particular kinds of networking groups that you found particularly helpful in making the transition from employment to entrepreneurship? Um, well, yes, the, the WIS networking group was, uh, was very helpful, helpful to me because that was a, a group that was a lot of self-employed or 
even company employed people who needed to find their own customers. And it was a group of successful people, people who had a, a degree of success in the fields they were in. So they had a lot of uh, references to provide. I found those groups to be much more helpful in helping me to build my own business than groups that were unemployed people looking for jobs. Um, yeah, and that's actually the group where you and I met a number of years ago. Correct. So looking back over the last, I guess this is what, like uh, 13 years or so? Yeah, 13 years, just about, um, just just short of 13, 13 years. It was August of 2006. Yeah, so, so looking back over the last decade plus, what have you come to realize that you most love to do now? I like to do the things, the skills that I have and the things that I'm best at are management and planning. And working in the groups that I work in now, particularly Americana Mortgage, but also even in the, the, the co-op and in the, um, the soccer club, the ability to, um, to manage it, to make, to make the company profitable, to come up with ideas and to plan, to do budgets, to actually uh, come up, you know, research software that helps people do their jobs a little easier to make sure that companies are compliant because, uh, I mean, one of the companies that I, the treasurer of is a nonprofit. There's a lot of compliance in nonprofits. Obviously, a mortgage broker company has a lot of compliance in banking laws. Uh, even the co-op has their own compliance with the attorney general. Those are the things that I like. I like managing groups. And what I do is I use my financial knowledge to actually get me in. Uh, and that's what really gets me into these groups, the fact that I, uh, that I have this financial knowledge, but the ability to actually organize things, plan things, and manage things. Uh, that's the stuff that I really love to do. And who do you feel most compelled to serve? Uh, it's really a tie. I would say my, uh, my fellow, fellow workers. So in the, in the uh, mortgage broker company, it's the loan originators who I'm very compelled to serve. I want them to feel that I'm the person that can take a lot of the work off them and leave them free to market and to get deals because that's what helps us all get paid. But I also feel a, a strong sense of um, commitment to customers, particularly my own, because I am a loan originator too. And I, I feel like for as far as the, uh, the customer is concerned, they're not just looking to get a 30-year fixed product at 4.5%. What they're looking to do is buy a home and they're looking to get as good of a deal as they can in order to get that home. So I feel very compelled to make sure that they get the home and everything else that comes along with that is really where the skills skills come in. So it's really my, uh, my fellow workers and customers are the ones that I feel compelled to serve. Sounds great. And what, uh, what does the future look like for you? What, what do you have planned? Other than retirement, uh, because I am 65 years old now, we have at Americana Mortgage, we're in a, a, a growth period. And a growth period, we get, we're very busy. So we're doing a lot of business right now. We're bringing in a lot of new loan officers. And that's pretty exciting to me. So my job is to make sure, though, what I'm going to do is that our technology keeps up with the times, and is able to serve the, uh, the, the loan originators. They have to be able to depend on the technology that we provide in order to do their, 
to do their business. So that's keeping me um, that's keeping me very busy these days. I, I meet with a lot of technology vendors. Uh, just a simple thing like we had to replace our copier, our copier and scanner. And there's a lot of vendors out there, so I did a lot of comparisons to make sure that we got the one that works best. We're now expanding our space, taking over more space. So I'm working with the networking people because we have to put in a new network. Ours is pretty old. And I want to make sure that every, every loan originator has a laptop that is compatible with the environment that we're putting together. And Peter, if, if someone wants to learn more about what you do, get in touch with you or follow you, where would they go? Well, they can go to the, uh, well, they won't learn more about me. I mean, the, the only way to learn more about me is really to, uh, to contact me. I'm always willing to, uh, to talk to people. They can go to the Americana Mortgage website and learn about Americana Mortgage and what we do. And they can even, if they like what they see and they want to uh, get some inquiries, well, my, I'm up there. There's a little bit of a history about me on the website, and they can learn about that. But my contact information is also there. The best thing to do is contact me by email. And if you know somebody who's listening to this podcast and what they should put in the subject line, you know, interested in your podcast or follow up to your podcast. And then I'll know, well, that's somebody I want to talk to because that's somebody who is a, you know, a potential, potential lead. If it's somebody who just wants to chat about what, you know, what they're going through and, and how I was able to get to where I am, I'm more than happy to do that as well. Thank you so much. So what's the URL for Americana? It's www.americanamortgage, all spelled out. Dot com. Okay. And your email for those who want to email you is? It's P. Well, we'll use the email from here. It's uh, Pete Smith, P E T E S M Y T H 81 at hotmail.com. I keep that as like a separate email from my business email, and I get instant, instant updates on that one. And I usually I read those too because I don't give that out to. Yeah, you know, I have an AOL, which is what I give out to people. I have my business, which is what I give out to customers and business contacts. This one sort of sits in between there, and it's one that I like to uh, like to give out for 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 things like this as an initial as an initial contact. Sounds good. Well, Peter, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today and uh, share your story. It's a fascinating story. I think. Um, uh, I've known you for a number of years, and I've learned a lot about you that I didn't know. So I, I really want to tell you how grateful I am that you've come on today to share your story. Uh, we've, our guest today has been Peter Smith, who is the business manager at Americana Mortgage. Thank you again, Peter, for joining us. Thank you, David. It was my pleasure. When you visit the Going Solo website at goingsolo.smashingtheplateau.com, You'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today, we learned how Peter Smith made the transition from a successful corporate career in banking to find his niche as an entrepreneur. Are you building your business after a job loss? Let's talk. Visit our site at smashingtheplateau.com. Click Schedule Time with David to speak with me. Please share this episode with friends and colleagues to help them learn how to build a successful business after a late career job loss. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Going Solo to you for free. 
Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.